0: Welcome everyone to another episode. I'm with Tash Yates today. Hi Tash, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thanks. That's good. Tash is an incredible woman of faith. I was going to say, I actually remember you in an interview last year in church and I thought, yeah, Tash is someone who's wise and also someone who clearly has a, um, a strong relationship with Jesus and I really appreciate that and value that. Is also a doctor um, in the community and someone who's halfway through a PhD Yes. I,
1: yeah, yeah. And when you laid all out like that, it sounds <laughs> incredibly busy. You, so. You've been incredibly
0: busy and an incredible woman. What are three go-to essentials that you're loving lately?
1: So I've got quite a number of things that are keeping me going right now. Um, one of the things I love at the moment is something called Wordle. I don't know if you've heard of that. So yes, that's I'm a <laughs> daily little kind of quiz. And what I, I love is that all of my family do it and so we don't do it together. We compete with each other mm-hmm. and we try to make sure we get the get the word and the, the lowest number and we will then text each other with our results if we've got a reasonably good result. So it's yeah, really fun. Amazing. It's something all our kids can do even though yeah. they're in a, a a different age range mm-hmm. something else I'm loving at the moment is um a pair of slides that a friend gave me a couple of years oh. ago they're actually Adidas oh wow yeah yeah nice. yeah there's some that are really hard mm. um but these ones are just like walking on air that's and, so nice yep Wear them every time. I've even been known to go shopping in them yeah great <laughs> and um, I also love my coffee machine mm-hmm. which I got secondhand on Gumtree and makes awesome coffee keeps me going that's so nice
0: Can you tell us a bit about your journey into motherhood so far?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I got married about 20 years ago. In fact, it will be 20 years this year oh, to wow. a man. Thank you. <laughs> I actually married a man that I tried to set up with my sister. Mm-hmm. We met snowboarding, and I thought, oh, he's, he would just be an awesome husband. At that point in time, I had no intention of getting married myself. So, mm-hmm. I tried to set him up with my sister, and it just kind of backfired, and I ended up with him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's like, such a great story. Yeah.
1: So we had a a bit of a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. initially and then when we got married we moved to the country together because I've done country medicine and started having kids about 16 years ago. Once we started we didn't stop. In five years we had four kids so we had four under the age of five Mm. and we're just emerging from that kind of haze of having really little kids into them being teenagers right now.
0: And you have some of the most beautiful children I've met, which is why I was really excited for you to come on this little motherhood episode because they really are polite, kind, beautiful people. So you've done a great job. (laughs) I love that they're like that in public. They're (laughs) not always like that in private. My kids are the exact same, actually.
1: What are you going to talk to us about today? So today, I love that you're covering the topic of motherhood this year. I think it's such an important topic. And as mothers, we can often feel very isolated. I thought a good place to focus um, while I was talking with you is on the topic of marriage. I love that Di talked about the community that we Mm -hmm. have around us as mothers and the importance of tapping into that. And I guess I want to take a different focus where we narrow down on the core of what makes a family. And that actually Mm -hmm. starts with marriage to the person who's going to be the, the father of our children.
0: Why do you think marriage is such an important topic in today's
1: society to talk about? So I think it's it's very important biblically, and mm. and we can come and look at what the Bible says about that later. Uh, I think as women, there are so many pictures that God gives us, so many metaphors God gives us of Himself. So you know, God as a warrior, God as a father, God as a, a priest, or as a king. But the image of God as a spouse or as a husband mm. is super powerful through the Bible, um, through the old and the New Testament. In fact, the culmination of humanity, the, the picture we're given is of Jesus. Which turning for his bride. Mm. So I think it's something that as women we need to understand um, and we need to grasp hold of. It's not always easy because we have so many twisted views of, of husbands mm. in our society and, and very few women have actually experienced um, a perfect husband. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they exist actually. Yeah, <laughs> But it can actually then twist our view Mm. of God. So I think we need to to come back to, well, why would God choose that as a metaphor to describe Mm. himself? And if we can really explore that, that will help us as marriage partners and, and as mothers as well. Tash, what has been your experience with this? When my husband and I started to look at, Getting married, mm-hmm. uh, we we're both quite intellectual. We both love to do research, so we thought we'd research all the different kind of vows that are out there and the different ways that marriage is conceptualised. And we had a lot of laughs about the different kind of ways that people have vowed to love each other. While it's mm-hmm. convenient, um, I think one of the the queens back in the 1700s, her vow said that she promised to be um, buxom and bonny in bed and at board. <laughs> 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 which we decided well, I would not yeah. be saying right. in a marriage very <laughs> Um But we realised there, there's a lot of variety in the understanding of what it means to be married mm-hmm. and yet as Christians we wanted to enter into marriage the way that God has declared it to be which is actually the picture that he's given us is that of a covenant, mm-hmm. um, not as a contract and I think so many of the marriages that we understand in a, in a more secular perspective are marriage as a contract. In other words, mm-hmm. I will be married to you as long as you are fulfilling what I need and we will stick to the term that we have agreed upon, and then if one of us breaks those terms, then we're we're out, which is not actually a biblical or Christian understanding of marriage. Our kind of approach was, I guess, in many ways, it's a lot harder to live according to a covenantal marriage because it means that you are binding your reputation with the other person. You're binding your identity with them, promising to keep faithful to them, um, even if they are not faithful to you. And it's a a letting go of your independence and becoming interdependent with another person, Mm -hmm. which is a really scary step and it it means that you are embarking on a lifetime um, that is tied to this other person who you know is going to be flawed, Uh, which is the reason I think it's um, amazing that God chose to use the marriage covenant as an image of the way that he enters into a relationship with us. He's tying himself, his reputation, his journey in this world to us as very flawed human beings who will probably and actually do regularly let him down.
0: Can you tell us, you said that you had a really helpful piece of advice when you had kids that was to do with marriage, that was...
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when we first became parents, some of the most helpful advice um, I was given was to make sure that I prioritised my marriage. Mm. Um, I was told that this would make me a great mother. I was a bit taken aback because that's not naturally what felt right. Like what felt right Mm. was for me to protect my children at all costs and to throw everything I had into my children and to bring my children up. But I thankfully um, heard it enough times and heeded that wisdom and realised that we do need to work on our marriages and and not let them just kind of fade away in the background. And it's really now starting to show now my kids entering into teenage, having um, worked on it and having a really healthy marriage very much helps apart from the fact that you are a team um, Mm. as parents you are a team your children also gather their strength about who they are and their identity and their security from their family unit and so Mm. having a strong family unit which starts with a strong marriage actually gives them confidence to face the world.
0: Were there times where you and David
1: struggled in this and was it hard and what did
0: you do to get through that?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, being married to another flawed human being is difficult and then as soon as you have oh, wait, kids... Oh you don't have one of the perfect husbands? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's very close. <laughs> it, uh, I must admit, I am definitely one of the very flawed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of the, the things about marriage is that to, to have a good marriage, you need to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with each other, which means that you do start to see the, the reality of the other person. I'm incredibly blessed. I am actually married to a beautiful human being and that's made working on a marriage a lot easier and I realize there are lots of people listening to this who may be married to someone with some some serious character flaws, um, mm-hmm. which makes that very, very difficult. And I th- think it's important to realize that it's not something that you can and should do alone. If there are serious issues, in yourself or in your spouse that are interfering with the marriage, getting counselling is mm. absolutely vital. And even though my husband and I haven't struggled with serious issues in our marriage, we still go to um, marriage courses. Um, mm. For example, we did Marriage Alpha. Yes, we did yeah. as well. Yeah, it yeah. is fantastic and absolutely recommend yeah. um, every couple, not necessarily Marriage Alpha. It is a great course, mm. but if you can't ex- access that, getting some kind of support for your yeah. marriage.
0: Michael and I talked about even doing it like once every five or ten years. You change the person. And you change together and I think always being able to have those conversations again and again about, okay, what is the marriage, how we make sure we stay strong is really important.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's a key thing to understand about marriage and also about being a human is that Mm. we grow and we change and Mm. that is important. We can't stay the same. We mustn't stay the same. And as a spouse, our goal shouldn't be to hold our person and the person we've married in the container that we married them in. Mm. It should be to help them grow so that they keep on outgrowing that and, and seeing them blossom and see them flourish and see them um, become the person that God has destined them to be, which means that their growth always requires some hurt and Mm -hmm. and changes that may be uncomfortable and difficult. So you're right, continually touching base Mm -hmm. and re-examining our marriage is, is really powerful and important.
0: I was just thinking that can be hard, especially when you've got what four kids within five years. How did you guys make sure you always had time to kind of rehash those things and make sure you were actually working on your marriage practically?
1: Yes, there's some practical things we did. We've always tried to have a date night, Mm -hmm. once a week at times, sometimes once a fortnight. Sometimes our date night was literally putting the kids to bed, shutting the doors (laughs) and putting a DVD on. Yeah, great. Um, (laughs) But it's very much about being intentional and Mm. saying we will prioritise each other, we will take the time to make sure that we give each other undivided attention on a regular Mm. basis. Sometimes that meant actually paying for babysitters. Other times if we could wangle friends or relatives into looking after the kids, we Mm. would do that. Other thing is um, having regular kind of spiritual connection with each other. So we've we've tried to pray together, mm-hmm. read the Bible together, be in fellowship groups together. Uh, so we recently had a wedding in our family and it was fantastic fun preparing for the wedding. But one of the things that struck us was there was all of this effort and time and energy going into getting ready for the wedding. But what really mattered was not the wedding day. In fact, the wedding day could have been a complete disaster. It wasn't. Um, (laughs) But even if it had been, what really mattered was the marriage. It was the long term um, that really – and the relationship Mm. and how – it grows over time. That really matters, and it really reminded us. My husband and I will have been married twenty years this year. Really reminded us of the importance of uh, committing to um, each other forever, mm. not just for the day and for the good times. Um, one of the things we've we've learned over time is the importance of prioritising each other, um, making sure that our communication is strong. Learning to compromise (laughs) is a really difficult thing, especially I'm a very strong-minded person Mm -hmm. with lots of opinions and uh, realising that with our marriage and then, of course, when you've got children who are also quite opinionated, thrown into the mix, um, that's an important um, long-term. It's not going to work unless Mm -hmm. we're able to integrate all of that into our relationships. Mm -hmm. Another really important aspect of marriage that we've, we've come to understand is the importance of respect for each other. Mm. It's often hard when you live with someone and you see them all the time. You you sometimes forget actually who they are mm. uh, and you can end up focusing on the minutiae, the little things that irritate you. But actually learning to respect them and to take that step back and it, and even if they're driving you crazy, just remembering that they are loved by God and that you are, um, are just as irritating to them at times <laughs> yeah <laughs> but learning to respect each other and then to speak to each other and treat each other in that way even if you're not feeling that way mm. towards each other just to take a deep breath and to calm down and, and to adjust your behavior in a way that is kind and loving and respectful mm. makes a very very big difference in a marriage yeah tash what does the bible say
0: about all of this
1: yeah, so the Bible has a lot to say about marriage mm. um, and about God's relating to us as mm. a spouse. Uh, probably the most powerful image, uh, the most kind of comprehensive image where God talks about himself as a spouse is in the book of Hosea. Hosea was a prophet who had this really crazy kind of word from God to go and marry a prostitute, knowing that she was going to be unfaithful to him mm. and then to actually go and buy her back. And God speaks very clearly about um. The fact that this is showing his love for us, the fact that he desires us, that he pursues us and that he has paid a price to bring us back into relationship with him. The rest of the book of Hosea, that's in the first three chapters, the rest of the book of Hosea, Hosea pleading with Israel to listen and to respond to God. And I think one of the the interesting insights um, when I was reading over this again recently was that when God restores Israel in marriage, he also talks about the flow and effects to all of the surroundings, to all of creation. Mm. So a beautiful um, restorative marriage actually then does bring about um, restoration of all of the people and the creation around yeah really helpful for us if we're thinking is it worth it yes it is absolutely worth it to commit ourselves to marriage and to work on it and to make sure that we are prioritizing it you're right it affects Mm. your
0: community it affects the people that you meet it affects your workplace it affects everything when you have a healthy marriage
1: very much so and the flip side as well if our marriage is suffering Mm. um we can see the the drying up of of all of the other kind of things in our lives Mm.
0: Tash, before we finish today, is there any final words of encouragement you have for our
1: listeners? Sure. I think just reflecting on the fact that God decides to call himself our spouse Mm -hmm. in the Bible, just to remember whether you are married yourself or not, whether you're Mm -hmm. in a marriage that's toxic or not, um, you are loved. God loves you so much. He chose to covenant with you. He Mm -hmm. chose to pursue you, chooses to tie his identity to yours, chooses to live his life um, and to want you to live your life under his banner. Please know that he loves you as a perfect spouse and if you are a parent um, our parenting can flow out of this out of that security mm. that we are deeply loved and we are accepted for who we are with all of our flaws we are secure yeah in our spousehood in that even if we're mm. not a spouse in the the kind of legal sense of the word we are if we are a christian we are a spouse of christ mm. and therefore this should help us to thrive um, not just survive, and I yeah. think that's something we would all aim for as parents. <laughs> yes, definitely. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolute pleasure, Sarah. And thanks for covering this topic. I just yes. all all of us who are mothers out there doesn't matter how in control people look on the outside, all of us struggle, mm. and it's so important that we are open and honest with each other about that. Mm. Support each other in that.
0: listening to today's episode i don't know about you but i always leave feeling challenged inspired and encouraged to continue seeking a deeper relationship with jesus for notifications on future episodes make sure you subscribe on itunes or spotify until next time i hope you have a wonderful week